0: You're listening to Building the Game, the podcast who voted Ben Pinchback most ruggedly handsome designer alive. It's Building the Game with Jason
1: and Rob. For tabletop game design, you really can't go wrong.
0: Building the Game, yeah, Building the Game. Hello and welcome to Building the Game, a documentary podcast. It's uh, Monday, January twenty first, and it's twenty nineteen, and it's episode two hundred forty seven. Did you enjoy my little my little cast? cast. I did. I yeah. I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. It was okay with it me. It was good. Hey, okay. You have games you want to talk about? I got a game I want to talk about. Then talk about a game. Then I want to talk about a movie. Talk uh, about a game. So, talk
1: about a movie. So the first thing is Yam Slam by Blue Orange Games. Yam Slam. So, it's a Yahtzee. It's um, Yahtzee-like? Yahtzee-like. It's a Yahtzee ripoff. Okay. <laughs> now, here's what they did. Here's what they did. And Chris, uh, your moderator, Chris, if you are listening to this uh-huh. Mr. Me Show, you should get Yam Slam because I think you would really like it because you okay. like, you're like. you a big Yahtzee fan, I know, uh, as all the builders know now too. All right. So the way Yam Slam works, Yahtzee style rolling, right? Okay. You know what? Everybody knows what that means, Sent right? Except me. Five dice. You can roll them up to three times okay. trying to get certain uh patterns okay. right all right uh the patterns in this game in, in normal yahtzee they're different but in this game uh it is two pairs three of a kind uh a small straight which is four of the dice a large straight which is all five dice uh-huh uh four of a kind self-explanatory full house three of one two of another great, um a flush and these mm, dice are oh, actually blacks and reds blacks and reds 50 50 okay um so that's pretty cool so it's all in one color and then a, yeah so that's all of them uh, and then each one of those are worth a different points. So uh-huh. like a uh, a four of a kind is worth 40 points. And there's a poker chip that says four chips, of a kind, yeah. 40 points. That's nice. There are four of each of those kinds. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So 28 chips total. Yeah. You roll the dice up to three times, and then you take the best one you've earned, Um, which is kind of neat, right? And that's worth that many points, face mm-hmm. value. You play till it's empty. Um. And then there's set collection points. If you get one of each, it's fifty plus points. If you oh. get uh, one of six, uh, like w- six of the seven, uh, yeah. it's twenty points. If you get clear a whole stack, it's thirty points. I think. Anyways, um, the game is so simple, but it's really fun. Yeah, that's uh, stuff. And I started playing, and we loved it. I really like the, the
0: container. The, yeah, the box. So, yeah,
1: so yeah, the box has the nice felt on the inside yeah, for dice, great. so the dice roll nice and quietly right. and a good plastic um, insert good plastic insert around it the chips fit right into it it's, I, yeah. I i kind of love um how the box has yeah. them built in so like on the top of the box when you put them in the box oh. is metal they line
0: it lines right up and you make sure that the 50s you where know the- i do you know you do you know i do your ocd would not let you not it would do not i'm like it's going this way i would love making it a um. mess in there
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, so I make sure it's all lined up. Good. Uh, but it's uh, it's pretty cool. <laughs> that Elden, sounds good. The, the person that takes the last token gets 20 points or something. Okay. Um, and anytime someone can't um, get rid of one. Oh, no, that's in the soul. There's a solar version, too, where uh-huh. anytime you can't take one, you have to discard one. Huh. Oh, and um, if you were to get. Uh, oh, and then there's Yam Slam, which is a Yahtzee, right? All of one number, right? Okay. You get. You get to take whatever one you want, whatever uh. chip you want, and go again. Oh. Uh, so there's no actual Yahtzee one because it's it's hard to roll six of a kind, right? Yeah. So if you do it though, five
0: of a kind,
1: five of a kind, yeah. yeah. But that's still hard to roll. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Five of the same die, not easy to roll. It's unlikely. Yeah.
0: So, anyways, yeah, that's neat. That um, is a that is a super fun game, and that's a neat layer too of saying you know you can only score that full house four times. So then, right. you know, if, if the, all four of those are gone, I'm not going to try and go for the full house. Right. That's
1: neat. And you may like, and scoring um, scoring the two pairs isn't very good, but if you get all four of them, it's 20 extra points. Mm. That makes it worth more, right? Sure. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, it's a it's a good game. It's it's a very good I don't I'm not a gamer game, like yeah. the Las Vegas style. I actually bought it um for my mom for her birthday. She doesn't know that yet, but she's not gonna listen to this. So oh actually we g- just gave it to her, so it doesn't matter. But anyways, um <laughs> you already opened it, yeah. pulled the plastic yes. off and no, I mean like we will have by the time this airs. So Oh, you're gonna buy a yeah. new one, not
0: your copy. Oh no, no, no. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not
1: giving my copy away. No, we actually bought ours at a store in South Haven. We went to okay. South Haven on a nice winter day yeah. where it wasn't snowing. Um, and while we were down there, I saw it mm-hmm. um, and it was like two bucks. I looked to see what the price difference was in Amazon and it was two bucks cheaper on Amazon. I bought it at the store because I want to support the store. Sure. Um, had been five bucks. So I don't want to support the store that bad. But <laughs> 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 that I bought, that I was, we played it and I was like, my mom would love this. So then I bought it off Amazon. Okay. And it Amazon, it's 19 bucks. Oh. Which is a really good That's deal. It's cheap. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's a nice tin box. Yeah. yeah. Blue yeah. Orange makes good stuff. They do. Um, so, anyways, um, this was designed by was designed by um some some person. Oh, it's blue-orange, so they don't put it on the box.
0: Well, you have to open it and look at the rules.
1: Yeah. What they do manage to put on the box, though, is the entire rule set and how the bonuses work. Oh. All out on the outside of the tin, which is pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, my gosh. You know, it wasn't designed by a Bruno, because if it was, that would be on the outside of the box. Yeah. Literally, it doesn't even say. Let me see. It's in there somewhere. Just a sec. Check the last page. Yep, we'll yeah, yeah. I don't
0: know. Uh, created by Terry Denoual. Uh, it's it's a foreign name. T H. Uh, you sound so cultured. Yeah. It's a foreign name. T A. First name is T H I E R R Y. Is that oh, Terry? Is that I think that's theory? Maybe it's theory. Maybe theory. Last name is uh, D E N O U A L. All right. So, there you go. Maybe maybe French or something? Could be French. Could be French. Could be Belgian. Do I think the Belgians speak French, don't they? I I don't know. Or do they speak Belgian? I honestly don't know. I don't know either. I'm a bad person, Jason. Yeah, you are. You're terrible. Let's move on.
1: All right. So, um, not very often does this happen, but... A movie came out recently, and the hype behind it was enormous.
0: <laughs> Are you talking about Bird Box? Oh, no, no. I no? haven't watched oh, that yet. No, uh, no, no. No, okay. No, have you watched it? No. Christine okay. watched it. She thought it was okay. Yeah.
1: Um, the, My favorite thing about, and this may not be funny to you because you don't watch commercials, nope. but um, somebody photoshopped Sandra Bullock wearing the the blindfold that you see in all the pictures and it just said, "Am I in a Febreze commercial above it?" <laughs> because of the Febreze commercials, they'd like send them into like a house that was like a dump, but they'd be like, "I'm getting tones of apple and oh, cinnamon." I have seen, you know, that, yeah. and then they would take off the mask and be like, "Oh right. my gosh!" Uh, yeah. But anyways, no, 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 it's into the Spider Verse. Oh sure, yeah. Did you see that? I haven't seen it. Oh my god! Yeah, everybody's talking
0: about how great it is. Like
1: I, you know, I really was like, this is not going to be nearly as good. Yeah. As everyone says, it is. It wasn't. It was way better. Yeah. Okay. Way better. Good. Um. It, it's
0: so good. Like. Yeah. I'm gonna wait for video. I just, yeah, yeah. It's.
1: It is. Honestly, it's worth seeing in the theater. Um. Because it's just. It's the the art style is insane. Yeah. It looks great. Um. It looks wow. Great. Like I just the kids really wanted to see it and it right. was only PG. Um. And. Uh, you know and so here's the thing representation matters right oh we, yeah we all know that yeah um and i'm sure there are a lot of uh, a lot of kids out there that are really stoked about miles morales um yeah. my son stoked about miles morales um not really that the representation for him right sure you know, he's always had peter parker yeah um but they they play a lot into the fact that um miles is biracial like uh-huh. he's he, he will say like things in spanish because his mom is sure. speaks spanish right yeah um uh, and his dad is African American. Uh but anyways, um the uh the look on my daughter's face when Spider Gwen shows up yeah. is the best thing ever. And ever since then that's all she's been playing. That's is, great. You know, and like um she was so excited. Uh Spider Gwen also I think is probably the coolest character in the movie. That's what I've been <laughs> hearing she's she amazing. It. Yeah. Um but um Jake Johnson uh as as Peter like as like middle aged peter yeah. is amazing like he's he has a voice for like this kind of stuff yeah and then like in it kind of looks like him like like a chubby middle-aged blondish guy who like could be spider-man but you're kind of like are you because like you've got a pretty good gut going on there um <laughs> It's just really well done. Well, good. I um yeah, I highly recommend it to anyone that wants to that you know is into Spider Man at all. Okay. When I first saw the trailer for it, um, gosh, like a year ago, Mm -hmm. it was probably over a year ago. It's striking,
0: yeah. Yeah, I I was I was like,
1: oh, this is gonna be so good, yeah. And I thought, yeah, it probably won't be as good. And then everybody's like, it's so good, and I thought it's probably not, but it is. It actually is. So. Um, so anyways highly recommend um, and uh PG for the kids absolutely uh, there was nothing bad about it I mean some some people die in it which you probably would expect yeah um, and uh but it's 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 all right you know I okay. mean it was uh, it was good it was really good, good. so good. yeah highly recommend
0: good yeah I haven't I haven't really seen any movies lately I um, still playing more hitman 2 Love it, 2. Too, I got level twenty mastery in Santa Fortuna. Moving on to uh, Mumbai next, so Ooh, Mumbai, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So I'm feeling good about that. Uh, I played uh, a game called The Guild of Dungeoneering. Uh, it's a Steam game. Okay, um, it's a, it's a, it's a little it's a you know it's a computer card game. You're it's a dungeon crawler with a little bit of a deck building uh, uh, aspect to it. It's, I mean it's card based and. Um, real simple combat mechanics. Uh, it's neat. It's interesting. Uh, I'm not going to play a lot more of it, but it was cute. Um, um, I, th- I really, I think the, the main thing that I'm, I'm main reason I'm going to not play anymore is because every, between every quest or uh, every time you die or whatever, um, they, they have music that plays like, like some guy sings a little song about your victory or about your failure. And it's just super, super annoying. <laughs> it's like
1: it's like playing a free to play game with commercials every time you die or yeah, something like that. Yeah. Except for it's supposed
0: to be good and it's, it's, it's not. supposed to be funny and it's just sort of sort of irritating. And I guess yeah. you can probably yeah. turn it off. But I uh it's just as soon as that guy starts singing again, I just like I'm done with this.
1: And for somebody like me, that'd be I mean, like I'm like, can I skip this cutscene? Oh, there's yeah. dialogue, tap, 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 yeah. tap, tap, accept quest, accept quest.
0: Yeah, I'll just wander around
1: and try and find it.
0: Yeah, but you know, you you build you're building your guild, building your guild out, which attracts more adventurers or you know new cards that go in your deck and so on and so forth. Anyway, um, it's it's neat. It was cute. I'm I'm gonna try. I think I got it through a humble bundle at some point last year and just finally got around to playing it. But the so that got me feeling like man, I could really go for an RPG. I need to play an RPG. It's been a long time. Uh, so I just started playing Final Fantasy VII. Oh yeah, yeah. Was that on the PS something? Uh, it's on that new PlayStation Classic, uh, okay. which I did not buy. I just bought it on Steam. Again, it was like okay. twelve bucks on Steam. Um, and uh, that's still a real good game. That Final Fantasy Seven is pretty good game. Nice. Did you ever play it? Is that one of the ones with the Gunblade? No, that's Eight has the has the Gunblade. Okay.
1: Uh, no, then I did not. No. Okay. I also didn't play the Gunblade one. I just
0: really wanted to play it because of the Gunblade, and it yeah. was like this is not nearly as cool as I thought it was. Eight was okay. So it was okay. Um, I really. I haven't played a ton of Final Fantasy games. Seven is, I think, the only one I've actually finished all the way through. Um, but it was nice to go back to it, and it's still pretty good. It, it's still totally a JRPG with a whole lot of whole lot of text you got to hammer yeah. through. Yeah. Um But I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm I'm enjoying getting back to it. I'm, I probably won't finish it, but I've already put almost eight hours into it just in the last right. week, and uh, I'll probably I'll probably put another eight into it. I
1: still feel like the Final Fantasy franchise peaked at Final Fantasy 2. That's still my favorite game probably yeah. ever. So, yeah. I've played okay. that one through at least two or three
0: times. Yeah, I've never so, played that one.
1: And I think I would, again, if I could. Yeah. It just took a lot of time. Like, if I could... Oh, I yeah. think they had it on my phone for a while.
0: Yeah, I think it's on iOS.
1: But, um it's just really time consuming. Sure. You know, so, but it was cool to see this same things that I know were going to happen. And like, Oh, yeah. we're going to get this character. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I will say that it, when I, when I, I played it, when it was new in 97, when it came out, um, cause we had just moved to Michigan from California and I didn't know anybody. And so all I did was, was sat in my parents' place basement and played uh, final fantasy seven mm-hmm. for the first, you know, six months of living in Michigan until I started to make friends again. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, But at that time, I really, I think, when I was that age, I would have been, you know, I would have been eighteen at the time. I was definitely just hammering through all the dialogue and skipping it all and not reading it and didn't care about the story, and and was completely confused through the whole thing and had no idea who any of these characters were, what was going on, and didn't care. And so, going back to it now, I am actually reading that stuff, Mm -hmm. and and the story. I'm not going to say the story makes sense because it's a Final Fantasy game. It, it at least I kind of I have a better understanding of who some of the characters are. So mm-hmm. for that, yeah,
1: it's like Final Fantasy II, where like they just talk about like you're trying to get this spell Medio. Oh, it's the best! It's the best spell ever. Oh my gosh! And you get it, and like four days later, you've got like seven spells better than that. And yeah. you're like, wow, this yeah. guy like bit it trying to cast this spell. Yeah. He's dumb. Another thing. Another thing. Uh, you guys have Amazon Prime, right? Yeah. Yes. Have you seen the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? No. Oh, I mean, I've seen ads for it, but my goodness. Yeah. It's amazing. Okay. Uh, I think you and Christine would love it. Okay. Love it. I probably you know won't the setup? It. No, I don't know anything about it. You you would really like it. Okay. Like the setup is this is the setup. It's nineteen fifties. Uh-huh. Uh, lady yep. who is witty and kind of mouthy. Already lost interest. Upper class. No, no, listen. <laughs> uh upper class, like lady lives in Manhattan, right? Uh-huh. Uh her husband wants to be a stand up comic. Spoiler he's bad at it.. Okay. Uh, and then he leaves her. Mm. Uh, and like she gets completely wasted, goes back to the comedy club, just walks on stage and just starts spewing like mm-hmm. this stuff, and she's freaking hilarious, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and anyways, so now she's like she's single and attempting to be a stand-up comic mm. is it's so funny okay like, um i guess really i'd heard everybody that's oh, so good it's so good and then katarski was watching and he's like we can't stop binging this hmm. i thought well i usually like the same stuff he does so we watched one
0: episode and they're like we have to keep watching this okay. um well christine just started watching the handmaid's tale so that's gonna be the only thing she does for like the next two weeks
1: oh the handmaid's tale yeah, yeah. i've heard good stuff about that it yeah just, I, she loves it already doesn't look interesting to me but i know i know a lot of people really like it sure. and i'm yeah. glad
0: for them <laughs> Uh, something else that popped into my head and then fell out when you started talking. Uh, because I stopped listening to you and started thinking about my own thing. That's okay. Um, uh, but it's gone now. It's I don't know what else the listeners handle with this. Yeah. Um. Right.
1: Well, let's let's talk about a topic, okay? And then let's pitch a game. And then we've got a couple of voicemails we should listen to. Do it. All right. So, what's our topic, Jason? All right. So our topic of the night is. So um, we talked about this a long, long, long time ago on the show, Uh and I wanted to hit it up again because I've been working on uh, a project on my own just because I can't get it out of my head, uh, dealing with IP, uh, from a game from, uh, from a film. Um, and, uh, so anyways, I I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, designing games with an IP in mind. Um, now there are a couple ways to do that. Um, in general, one, you could design a game with an IP in mind because you have the IP or you have access to the IP. Um, Ben Pinchback, Matt Riddle have done that um, with uh, Back to the Future, then the Goonies, um, and then there's uh, some other games as well uh, that we've known people who've got to design for, and that's really cool. Um, or you can go the route like Dinosaur Island did, where it's uh, kind of an homage to the, to the Jurassic Park movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks amazing. Uh, well, it certainly you can certainly see the callbacks to that. It does stand on its own. Um, and clearly, they weren't sued, so that's good. Um, <laughs> but anyways, so uh, thinking about that, uh, I had an IP that I thought of a while back, quite a while back on the show we talked about, and I just haven't been able to get it out of my head. So I finally just designed the game, uh, at least enough to pitch. Whether or not I make a prototype, I, I don't know. Uh, I kind of want to, but it'd kind of be a big ordeal. Um, so I'm just not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways... Uh, honestly, I need to get a copy of the script, which I probably could download for free offline, but anyways, um, so yeah. So last week we talked about kind of deconstructing games and what made, um, what, what makes that thing special, right? And I kind of said, I could see you doing that with a theme as well. And I think there's a little bit of that to be said about designing with an IP, right? Oh, sure. What makes that, like, what are, I guess the key
0: markers yeah what yeah. are kind of
1: the tent poles right of that ip that hold it up right um you know and depending on what that ip is i think that um you know I, you could say we'll say it's indiana jones or you could be wow oh, i wanted to have a sense of adventure and and things you're trying to discover and trying to figure out whittles and you know um you know fighting nazis because that's like what you got to do
0: mm-hmm. um so or russians
1: no Nope, not Russians. No,
0: not Russians? That movie sucked. It was pretty bad. It was
1: pretty bad. Um, um, I just, I just like, when I show my kids Indiana Jones, I am not going to show them sure. that You're going
0: to start with Temple of Doom, right? That's the first one they see, and just scar them for life. <laughs> and then you're going to want to show them Raiders, and they're going to go, that was great, until Belloc's face melts. And then they're going to uh, Or not <laughs> Belloc It's the other guy But anyway Until, yeah. until the dude's face melts And yeah. then they're going to get scarred again And then you're going to try and show them The Last Crusade And they're going to go No dad Yeah No
1: Even though that one is probably The most friendly one
0: Yeah, and yeah But so. it's they're going to say It's too late yeah. dad yeah. You, you ruined so. it you you've destroyed us. Yeah. We hate Indiana
1: Jones, right? And it's no, all your fault. I have to wait till they're older as well because those movies are a little rough. <laughs> they're but. a little rough. So it's too bad though because they're so good. Yeah. I love Indiana
0: Temple Jones. of Doom. It's the one that everybody hates, but I love it um, of the original three. And that that's the movie that caused a PG thirteen rating. Yes, they, yeah, they invented is. that. Yeah. It sure is.
1: Yeah, well deserved. Um, yeah, very much so. Um, Anyway, I ripped a heart out of someone's chest. Right. So how do you get that Kids feeling? Kids get again, beat. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> yes. 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 Children are beaten visibly. Yeah. Whipped in that movie. Yeah. I, that's, I think it's fair to call that PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh,
1: anyways, um, so so what are your thoughts on that? On, on developing for an IP. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Something we neither of us have any experience with. So those well, are our favorite things to talk I, about.
0: I have been working on that for the better part of a year with Red Planner. Right?
1: Oh, oh, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I, I don't... I don't mean it bad when I say I don't think about that as an IP. No, I get you, um, though. Because I've never been related to it and we know the guy that owns it. Sure.
0: So, it, yeah. It, so I, th- I think you get, though, in terms of a pre existing property, right? Yeah. A pre existing thematic thing. Well, I mean, it's or- 100% IP. Yeah, right. I just don't so so yeah to give us your wisdom rob <laughs> well i haven't finished the game yet and i haven't gotten it to work yet so i don't know that i have a ton of wisdom but i you know i think i've talked about that on the show before to say that you know you, you, you look at um you look at what's what's fun what's the hook with this thing what makes this thing interesting what's what's what is the thing about this ip that attracts people and had it uh, helped it to to generate a fan base um what what's the thing that people love about it um and and that's always the place to start from now with red planet it's also uh it's also laden or that i don't want to say laden that that's keyed in closely with the mechanics of the game because it comes from a game initially and so Mm uh so that's part of the obligation which i actually would
1: argue to make it more difficult because a lot of the troubles you've run into is when I, I would make a suggestion and you would say, that's not how the game works.
0: Yeah, and it is it is difficult. And yeah. to your
1: credit, you've stopped saying that. I have. In right. fact, you slowly, I think at Gen Con, when um, that other gentleman, I can't remember his name, Chris? Chris, yeah. When, yeah, I'll look at me to remember names. When Chris and I were making suggestions, you said, well, that's not how the game works. And then you said... But maybe that's okay. Yeah. And that, I think, is when you started to really make that game shine. Let go of it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, and there's there's a catch with designing an IP that you're too attached to, right? Oh, yeah. Because that is, I mean, that was a huge part of your life, right? It's not like I just really
0: like Ninja Turtles, so I want to design a game yeah. around it, right? No, I have a very deep personal connection to that. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and sometimes I have trouble shaking that uh, at the detriment of my productivity, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, but but you know what uh, try and figure out what what is the special thing? What's the hook? And, and don't be afraid to ask other people, "Hey, what is it about this thing that you like?" And I, that's honestly probably something I should do more of with Red Planet now that I'm saying that out loud. That's probably a pretty good idea. Yeah. 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 What is it about this thing that attracts you? That right. made you a fan? Yep. Uh and getting other perspectives can can probably be really helpful. I'm going to have to do that now. <laughs> yeah. You really should do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good idea I just had. Just uh, to say, um, hey, you know, like,
1: what, what is, what makes you love this? Yeah. yeah, because it's probably not the same thing that makes you love it, right? I mean, it might be, but It might be, but there's
0: probably there's probably some differences there, right? Different yeah. different perspectives, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's a great place to start from. Um, games should be fun. So so Riddle's question uh is, one of our favorite questions, where's the fun? Right. is is an important one to ask too. Where's the fun in this property? Where where how can I translate the fun into a game that will still be fun? Right. You right. know, I I think that's a good question to ask as well. Um yeah. Absolutely.
1: Just trying to think about other facets of that. Um You know, I think um if you were if you're gonna take a game like that play testing from there mm-hmm. um, one thing to remember would be uh, if you like and if I end up being a prototype of this one game, I would certainly play test it with people who who know what it is and with people who don't right I think that's the key right So like mm-hmm. you testing red planet with a bunch of red planet people, uh, you're gonna get different feedback and different yeah. suggestions than you testing Red Planet with me, who have never played Red Planet. I've only ever played the mech warrior or whatever. Battletech. Yeah. Battletech yeah. where we yeah. just shot each other. That was fun though. It is fun. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, so so that I think is important. Um, just like when you've got a game with a certain mechanic, you know, um, Like, there are several games I've designed where I've said to you, like, this is this game is not up your alley, but I need you to play it anyways because I need to see what you think of it. Mm -hmm. Um, basically, I want to see what somebody who doesn't like you know, you design a trick taking game, you should play with people like trick taking, but you should also play with people who don't like trick taking, right? Yeah, um, just to see how they feel, right? Yeah, um, you know, one of the things I've learned over the years. Uh, was like speed games for instance, not my thing, real time games. Duh, yep. I'm bad at them, yep. But there have been some that I've been open minded to and I've enjoyed. Tessin is a good example. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but there have been others where I've really struggled. Um, in I think sometimes, like with Tessin, I when I first played that, I was able to give feedback on it, and I don't think they probably used any of it, but I was able to give <laughs> feedback on it, right? Yeah, meaningful feedback, sure. Um, I the first time I played, uh, well, the only time I played. The monster truck game that Riddle and Pinchback did a long time ago that unfortunately I don't think has ever come out. Yeah. Um. Sorry guys. Uh. I I played that and it was one of the first times I met them and I actually f- still think about this and I still feel bad. They have probably forgotten about this, but <laughs> uh, or maybe this is why Riddle hates me. Um. They said I played it. It was the first unpub I went to. I played it and I got done and they said, "What do you think?" And everybody's like, "This is amazing." And I said, "Guys, this um, y- you know, I bet this is a good game, but this is not for me." Like, I, I didn't like it. I'm sorry. And they kind of looked at me like I was like, I, I, I don't know. I think I was so, like, stuttery about it because, like, I felt really bad because mm-hmm. everyone else was like, this game is so fun. Yeah. And I was just like, I, it just it just doesn't do it for me. And honestly, it's because, and this is where Tessin fixes the problem. Tessin, you're doing one thing very quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That game, you were doing eight things very quickly. Um, and I just felt really anxious the whole time and yeah. like felt like I was going to have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and that made me want to not talk about the game and want to be done with the game, right? Sure. Um, no. So in that case, I guess I did not give good feedback, right? Other than, hey, if someone is prone to anxiety, maybe don't let them play your game. Um <laughs>
0: And uh, now, to be fair, that's probably not why why Riddle hates you. He hates you just because of who you are. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. and I would rather that because you're because you're a difficult person. Right, right, yeah. right.
1: But anyways, I, it's something I always felt bad about. Right, um, so I'm sorry about that, guys. If you remember that, you probably don't even remember that. So because uh, we barely knew each other at that point sure. you know i think that was i think the first time i met them and yeah they were like these two guys who had a lot of games and oh whoa they're really intimidating, cool yeah you know? big and, shots you know i didn't really know them yet right yeah so um you know now they're not intimidating to me
0: um you know i mean ben kind of intimidates me a little yeah. bit still
1: is that because of his game designer is that because he's so ruggedly handsome it's I the mean, ruggedly handsome it really part. is yeah. right and maybe yeah. that's why i was so yeah. intimidated the first time you just, know? wow so yeah magnetic (laughs) it's magnetic you think he gets tired of us talking about that you think every time he's just like yeah
0: i don't care yeah it's true uh,
1: so anyways um yeah right so i think but i think that's important to let people who are outside of the realm of that you know play the game um but i also am curious what that experience is like Mm -hmm. if your game is too complex the reason i say that is because or if your game is too full of in jokes right Um, Like, Battlestar Galactica is a really good example. I've never played that. People rave about it. Yeah. Almost everyone I've heard rave about it likes Battlestar Galactica, right? Likes the show, yeah. Yeah, and the whole idea is, like, somebody's a Cylon, and, like, I get that, because I know enough about the show to get that.
0: Yeah. Um, But But you're never going to play the game because you don't know the IP. You don't know the property, right?
1: Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. and it doesn't excite me. Yeah. Now, here's the problem. If it was just, like, generic space game, it also wouldn't excite me. (laughs) So, um so I think the fact that it's the property and it fits it so well, because that's that's what I've always heard is that is one of the best fitting themed properties ever designed. Yeah, I heard that as well. Yeah. So which the, is that's yeah. a high compliment. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, mean I... is it though? Because there's a lot of trashy games that've been designed after themes?
0: But no. Yeah. Uh, everybody talks about how great BSG is, and uh, I'm sure it is. I've never played it either, and I do like BSG. I well, I like the first like two seasons, and. One of those seasons in the middle, it gets real bad for a while. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, um, I could not agree or disagree with that because I don't know. Yeah. So, so what we're saying here is try, try and identify what is it about the property that excites you and that, and that engages you, and what are the things that excite and engage the audience that already love that, right? Mm-hmm. The people that already yeah. love that. Um, try to try to factor as much of that into your game as you can but don't be too precious about it you know be Mm -hmm. open to new approaches new perspectives um because i mean frankly art can go a long way to bridging some of those gaps absolutely yeah (laughs) you know um and uh, uh uh test it play it with people who love the property and people who don't have any idea what the property is right um and I
1: think understand that if you have to disassociate it from that IP even a little bit, that's okay. Yeah. Dinosaur Island is a g- another great example sure. of that, right? I mean, right. that game has been wildly successful. It's got two sequels or expansions standalone expansions to yeah. the game um, without having an IP for for what it's clearly you know inspired right. by, right? Right. So anyway, you need to pitch a right. game. I though. need to pitch a game. Do you do you know what IP I'm pitching? I don't. You don't. Okay. Mm-mm. So, it's The Breakfast Club. Oh, <laughs> this again.
0: Yeah, all so, right. Yeah, yeah. I so, know how much you love The Breakfast Club. I love
1: The Breakfast Club. So, um
0: and, and uh, a a love that I don't share. I really don't get the appeal of it at all. Right.
1: Yeah. I I get why you don't get the appeal of it. I honestly do, but um but I'm a big fan. And so what what initially drew me to this idea was uh was talking about games like BattleStar Galactica actually, which is which is perfect. Um, because games like Battlestar Galactica have the traitor mechanic, right? Um, and I was kind of initially drawn to the idea of like, what if it was reversed? What if it was like the secret friend mechanic, right? Like it starts out and all of the characters are against each other, but you're slowly trying to bring the team together, right? Um, and that just was kind of cool to me. Like I liked that idea. So that's what got me thinking about the game, right? And, and I thought about it for a while and then I kind of put it away and then it popped back into my head because I think I saw it on TV Um, and then I just couldn't stop thinking about it. I finally was like, screw it. I'm just going to design the game to at least where I can pitch it. Um, so you are, you've seen the movie?
0: Uh, yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. So the, the, the setup is simple, right? Five, five kids uh, on high school. They're in Saturday detention for four hours in the library, uh, in the library. Yep. Um, they are all from different, um, walks of life, all from different, classes we'll say in the school right you've got um you've got andy who's the the wrestler right the big star uh you've got um claire who's the popular girl uh bender uh is the uh the smoker pothead druggie um brian is the nerd um and allison is the bag lady i don't know, she's uh she's just she's the the weirdo right the theater kid uh, yeah, yeah yeah so um something like that yeah so anyways um so the idea of the movie, if you haven't seen it, is these five kids in detention, there's a principal, he's a jerk, he's a dick, his name is Richard, they refer to him as Dick in the movie, um, for good reason. But um, anyways, uh, throughout that, uh, the whole idea is um, that they they come together, right? They, they understand one another, despite all odds, they become friends, they become the Breakfast Club, right? That's kind of the idea. I never quite understood the name, because... They're not really there for breakfast.
0: One of them has a monologue at the end where he kind of sort of justifies yeah, it, but yeah. it, it never really clicked for me either. Right. That's
1: yeah. Brian, the nerd. He writes okay. the monologue for them, which is gonna come into the into the oh. thing. So okay. So here's the setup. Um, like the movie, they all I wanted everyone to start kind of separated from one another, right? So each the so the board is a map of the school. And the library is at the center. And this is the part where I had to disengage myself from what actually happens in the movie to make it work in a board game so the map of the school has many rooms um and on the outer edges are five rooms where the characters would be right and they're all the rooms i won't go over but they're associated with that character right um they all start different distances away from the library based on how far away they are from wanting this friendship with these other people like so andy and claire already kind of knowing each other start a ways out but they also start closer to each other um geographically on the board Um, and then you've got, uh, so everyone else all around this thing, the goal of the game is to get them all to the library, right? Uh, And you're going to be completing scene cards. Um, and the scene cards will have requirements. We'll go over that in a minute. But the last scene card, the 13th scene card of the game, there are 20 scene cards in the game. You'll only ever play with 12 of them. And then the 13th is always going to be writing the letter, right? Doing the, doing the assignment. And the only way to accomplish doing the assignment, the only requirement for that is everyone's in the library. So if at the end, everyone's in the library, you win the game. Okay. All right. So and the idea is uh, every time you succeed at a scene with certain characters, those, any character that succeeds will get to move from one room to another room, like clue style. Right. Um, Now throughout the game, obviously you want to get to the library, but it's to your benefit to also go in other rooms for bonuses along the way. Then there's the principal character. Um, he will start randomly in front of one of the room entrances to block someone from moving. You will be able to move him throughout the game in certain ways, which I'll explain in a minute. Um, And uh, you'll need to move him to keep him out of the way because you can never enter a room that he's in. It's thematically, duh, right? They're they're avoiding him when they're running around the halls when they're supposed to be in detention and he's like pooping or something. And then he's got like toilet paper in his pants or on his foot. I don't know. So anyways. Just, just... Yeah. Constant pooping, right?
0: Yeah, it's just basically. nonstop. I mean, like, he goes once in the whole movie. A constant but, you know, flow
1: of poop, flowing. Um, so, anyways, um, episode title right, right there. Yes. <laughs> um. All right. So, uh let <laughs> that here. All right. So, <laughs> scenes, right? So there, are, there are twelve scenes that are coming out, and a scene is, um, is like a scenario, and it'll actually be a scene from the film, right? So the scene's going to have five. We'll have between two and six um, types of things that can be in the scene, and those are the characters, right? So the five kids and the principal. There'll always be at least two characters in any scene, right? Uh, But there could be up to all six of them, right? All five kids and the principal. You're gonna. Everybody's gonna get an assigned deck of cards, right? That deck of cards will will start out. um, You'll have two decks. You'll have a sorry, one deck of cards that's in two halves. Okay, first half you get. It's pre-assigned. Second half is shuffled and put face down in front of you. Okay. Make sense so far? Okay. So the cards I have in my hand are going to be mostly bad to start with. And by mostly bad, I mean they're me saying crappy things to other people. So I'm actually want to lift lines directly from the film, like negative things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it would have a picture of the character and then that line, right? And it would say it would have a color to show you that it was good, bad, or okay. Um, so bad cards affect scenes negatively. Um, as you might guess, and help them fail. Good, okay cards bring a character to a scene, but they don't do anything to affect it. Um, good cards, as you might guess, uh, help win the scene, right? Mm-hmm. So you're going to start off with X number of cards in your hand. I haven't decided that yet. Um, it will be a mix of mostly bad cards, some okay cards, and a few good cards, right? So there'll be four scenes out to start with, right? Right. Um and again no one's playing a specific character. You are representing all of them like you're trying to direct them into doing these things. So the the four scenes will be out there. Um and then at the end of every round, so on your on your turn, you can play up to 3 cards from your hand onto scenes. You can only play a card onto a scene if the character is featured in that scene, right? Mm-hmm. Um and you don't have to, right? But you can. Um, and then each scene card would have criteria to beat it, right? Like, there has to be this much positive that happens in the scene for it to be a win. Otherwise, it's it's a loss. Now, um, if it's a win, uh, you get to take your good and okay cards back and lose the bad cards. If it's a loss, you're going to lose any good cards you played on it and have to keep the bad card, Right um if a scene is completed positively so so i sorry on your turn you can play up to three cards everyone goes around doing that right Mm -hmm. but you only have the limited cards in your hand we'll call it i don't know 12 or so you're gonna have a mitt full of cards in the beginning right oh okay um uh well i guess you probably wouldn't it would probably be like seven and there's say 18 cards total so you'll have a mix right um so anyways uh when you play those down uh, once everyone has went through playing cards, they can play 0 to 0 to um uh to 3. Mm-hmm. Um then that first scene is completed, right? Whether or not it has cards on it. If it has cards on it and they're win, they meet the conditions, you succeed, and any character in that scene can be moved uh one space in one room in the school, right? Okay. Um That includes the principal. So getting the principal out on cards, and he's always bad. He always hurts the scene, right? But getting him out there allows you to move him, which you need to do to be able to get the people out of the way. You're going to have to move him probably at least two to three times in the game to succeed. Um, Yeah. Does that make sense so far? I think so. Um, Now, when you succeed in a scene and you move someone, moving someone also allows you to... um, So when you win the scene, it'll have... Something you win plus the movement or just the movement. If something you win, a lot of times is going to be draw a card from your second deck. Now, your second deck is all good and okay cards. So, no bad cards in there. And what that's showing is they're gelling, right? They're coming together, right? Um, So, you'll play it over 13 rounds. um, The last round being that letter going through, right? So, once that hits the end... You're either all there or you're not. So it actually would be 12 rounds because basically, once that's the last card, everybody's either there or they're not. Now, your hands are secret. I can't show you what I have. You can't show me what you have. However, mm. um, when we hit certain points, I think what I would do is have like rings within the school, uh, almost like sections. When you get two characters of the same section, we can start sharing information mm. between those two characters, right? Okay. So I could show you uh, a card with that character that I have and vice versa, right? Uh, To anyone who's in there, anyone who's not in there, we can't show them, right? Um, Which is, you know, the idea being that as we all get closer, once we get to that inner ring, we can share all the information like, I can play this. Yeah. Oh, I can play that. Great. We'll make that work together. Because of course, you want to play the bad cards as well because you want to get them out of your hand. Yeah. So they quit taking up space. Um this would be standard deck building style. so once you've when you get your cards back they would go to a discard right yeah and then when you're out you would shuffle them all together and bring them back in right So getting rid of those bad cards super important sure.
0: so yeah okay. um it's a neat idea yeah that, that, that's a lot more interesting than the last time you pitched the breakfast club yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: so um no
0: I feel I feel
1: like that's like could be a game and yeah. it could be a game that's not. Um the breakfast club, right? Yeah, um, that's just what what I think is interesting about it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the gameplay also could be pretty interesting. So
0: mm-hmm. I mean, it could just be you know friendship adventure, right? Um, Saturday detention,
1: the yeah. brunch club
0: right <laughs> the
1: The brunch crew.
0: yes, that's better. Detention on a Saturday colon. Uh, the brunch crew. We we love the meal before lunch and each other. <sighs> Slash uh uh eighties edition. DX. Yeah. DX. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be better as DX. EX EX Alpha Plus is is the better way to do that, right. Just go full full Capcom, Capcom fighting game style. Um yeah, no, that that's a neat idea. Um that's interesting. Um yeah. I don't have a lot of comments. Cool. All right. Okay. Well that's the thing. Good. And we need to listen to a voicemail here, huh? Yeah. Two. two.
2: We're gonna two. do two. Two of them, Good. So um the episode has degraded now to more rock rap talk and talking about some uh, Mix-A-Lot, Baby Got Back. And uh I agree, great song. Uh, I just wanted to share with you a moment in my life. I remember being probably, I was probably eight years old, maybe I was nine, I was playing hooky from school, and I just remember that coming on TV, and it was like when it was new, and it was like so like controversial because he was sitting on the big old mound, you know, in the, in the video with those big old butts, and he's rapping, and it was like, oh, what is this, all this, you know. Anyways, I' a chair while I'm driving, uh, yeah, just driving around. But this time i drive aimlessly. I'm driving over over to the uh, good old uh, Virginia, and uh, yeah. Anyways, later.
0: Ah, oh, thanks, thanks, a lot. <laughs> You're right. you was sitting on the big butt, and that was that was very controversial at the time. I remember that too. But I'm glad you you said that because that reminds me. I need to talk uh briefly about run the jewels um holy crap run the jewels jason
1: run the jewels run
0: the jewels yeah you were i heard you talking about i saw you and gilmore
1: going back and forth
0: about oh, it oh man what oh what music that is what brilliant beautiful music that is i cannot recommend it more highly awesome oh oh run the jewels it is it is a revelation um i highly highly recommend that um it's hip-hop and it's brutal and beautiful um killer mike and lp uh killer mike by the way uh apparently has a new show coming out on netflix soon uh it's probably already out by the time this episode goes up and i don't recall what it's called but anyway run the jewels check that out if you like hip-hop run the jewels Run, run the jewels run the jewels run the jewels What's next?
1: All right. This this voicemail from Len, this voicemail from Len here, uh is got my favorite translation and I know it's from Len uh because it he it, it is always something like BTG Leonard Wexford, he's what he always opens with. Yeah. But it always does something different and this is the single best one ever. Okay. Bikini wax. That's <laughs> just what <when> it's <laughs> Bikini, Bikini wax. wax. <laughs>
2: BTG, near Wexford, uh, what's going on? I just got been listening to the episode with uh, your moderator, Chris, talking about the, uh, the autopoly and, uh, you know, your little bumper at the end talked about uh, not using the phone, the, the, this being your preferred way of communicating and not the email, which I don't know if that's really the case, but you say it all the time, but I call all the time, and you don't play it. So maybe everyone's like, you know, they say it, but they know that Pedro's the only one calling. So, you know, maybe if you play them more, I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing out ideas now. Kind of like Jason was at the end of the episode, you know? Throwing out ideas. Maybe a good idea. Maybe a bad idea. One idea. All right, dudes. Uh, have a good day. Later.
0: Yeah, Jason, why don't you play more voicemails, Jason? Considering you're the guy who manages that inbox, Jason. Why don't you play more of Len's emails? Or I uh, voicemails, I mean.
1: So Len, here's here's the thing. First of all, most of our voicemails come from Len, <laughs> which is okay with me. I'm totally fine with that. Uh, but uh, most of them come with from Len. And here's here's the thing. Um, here's the thing, Len. You go in like sp- like fits and starts. So what happens is you will send us like uh, four thousand voicemails in like three days. And then you won't send us any for like six months. And, and the problem with that is, the problem with that, <laughs> where that just came yeah. out. Of, the yeah. problem with, with that is that you send the voicemails too many at a time. And it's hard. So anyways, yeah, so it's difficult for us to play all those. Um, if you were to call like once a month, then, or you, then that would work. Cause the problem is we record two episodes at a time, right? Yeah. So what ends up happening is we'll have just recorded two episodes. I'll get 17 messages from Len. I'm exaggerating. It's like four. Um, Cause he'll be catching up on episodes. Right. Um, and then we can't possibly play all of those. Um, Cause half the time we run out of time anyways. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I don't know if this is good or bad, but I've not pretty sure I've not, not played other voicemails, just yours. Um, because the sheer number. So sometimes, Len. Sometimes I will actually listen ahead of time and pick a couple of the best ones and play those. Um, but honestly, the big thing lately is you called a lot around the holidays, and the holidays were just kind of jacked for us. It was scheduling and stuff. Yeah, and, it was rough. You know, by the time we would record, we weren't remembering that stuff, and so, anyways, apologies, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So there, are, there are two voicemails played tonight. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we look forward to your more bikini waxed
0: voicemails. <laughs> Yes. Yes, Len. Call call and tell us more about Bikini Wax. We we need to know more about Bikini Wax from your perspective. All right. Cool. That's also great.
1: playing hooky at seven or eight years old, that is uh wow. Wow, Len. Really? Most people play hooky in high school. Len, yeah. you know, maybe Len was like Doogie Hauser and he was in high school at that point. I don't know. I mean he seems pretty brilliant to me. He's a pretty smart guy. Yeah. So
0: anyways, cool. All right. All right.
1: Well we should call it a, call yeah. it a day.
0: Thanks everybody. For listening. If you want to do the thing, it's at podcast BTG, at J A Slingerlin, at poorly underscore designed. BuildingTheGamePodcast@gmail.com. The website is BuildingTheGamePodcast.com. Seven uh, seven zero. Tell BTG is the phone number you can call. And leave us voicemails. Um, and uh, that's I don't know what else, man. I don't know. I don't know. Like I don't know. I think that's everything. Okay. Good night. Good night.
1: Building the Game is a co-production of Imminent Entertainment and poorly designed studios. All of the ideas presented by Rob and Jason
0: are property of the Building the Game podcast. Next time on Building the Game. Bikini wax.